0: now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Monday. What's up everybody? Happy Wednesday. Nuana's now ESPN Radio. Thanks so much for tuning in. Hope you're having a phenomenal day. Hope you're having a phenomenal start to your week. No SWX today. Right now, the uh, NAIA World Series underway on SWX. So this is uh, that time of year SWX always covers the NAIA World Series regionally. So that's what you'll find on your TV. If you're tuning in, I guess that does you know help if you tuned in on your TV and you want to find us here. But uh, you can always find us right here on 102.9 ESPN Missoula from four to six each and every weekday. And we got a bunch of other options for you as well. You can always stream it on the station website, 102.9 ESPN.com, or by using the ESPN Montana app. You can also always hit us up on YouTube. And if you miss the show, any of it or part of it, you can always find it on the Nuanez Now podcast. ton of stuff to get to, ton of interviews this week. Spring sports, it's such an interesting culmination because it's the end of the academic year. It's always a great time of, of joy and fun and happiness around Montana because the weather's finally turning and summer's on the horizon. Graduation, such a huge moment, whether it's high school or college, for so many young people around the Treasure State. But also... Spring sports—it sort of culminates because there's so many different sports. You got guys and girls sports. You got guys and girls track and field. You have softball. You got tennis, golf at the small school levels. So we're trying to catch up with everybody uh, while it's still fresh in everybody's mind. So we have a ton of fun guests coming up for you today and throughout the rest of the week. We're gonna get things started off here in a couple minutes with Riley Bergeson. He's a, a standout athlete at Billings West High School. He is headed to the United States Naval Academy. That'll be our latest in our senior spotlight. We also, about 5.30, are going to hear from another Magic City native, Brooke Barry of Billings Skyview. She is a phenomenal basketball player there in Billings, and she is headed to New Mexico to play basketball. So a couple Billings products here as part of our senior spotlight. We're also going to hear from Tyler Hobbs, who's joined us a couple times recently, but Hobbs was the head coach at Missoula Big Sky is now the head coach at Missoula Sentinel. We want to tell you the whys. Uh, I mean, full disclosure, Ty's a good friend of mine. We play golf together uh, quite often and uh, we were playing the other week and uh, he was sort of telling the story of the way the whole coaching transition went down. That for people that don't know, he coached at Missoula Sentinel for a while before taking the head job at Big Sky. So he's very familiar with the... Uh, the school, the kids, all that stuff. But uh, Ty's here to sort of tell us about that transition and tell us about the new opportunity at Sentinel. We also, because we are in, all of a sudden, the full flux of the Missoula Paddlehead season, they are dominating the radio airwaves in the evenings here at ESPN Missoula. Jeff Safford doing a phenomenal job as the voice of the Missoula Paddleheads. We got some tickets for you. a big weekend this weekend. Star Wars night on Saturday. We'll give you a pair of tickets, an opportunity to win a pair of tickets to that. We also got Pride Night on Sunday, so we'll give you a pair of tickets for that as well. Plus, because it's a Wednesday, that I means it's a wing at Wednesday. So we'll give you a dozen wings, the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill, too. That's coming up about 445. Top of the hour, I had thought about and I teased having a couple of the state championship softball head coaches on the show for the ESPN Roundtable. We still will hear from them later on this week. But a little impromptu DSPN roundtable, how about some Grizz football? By the way, Pride Night Friday night, not, not Sunday, excuse me, Friday night Pride night at uh, Ogren Park Allegiance Field here in Missoula for the Missoula Paddleheads and then Saturday Star Wars night. But a little impromptu Grizz football for you on your ESPN roundtable. Jace Lewis, the current and soon-to-be former, number 37, and Marcus Wellnell, a soon-to-be fifth-year senior, Couple linebackers for the Grizz. They swung by the studio today. They're actually cutting some ads for us here at Missoula Broadcasting Company. A new horizon with NIL stuff. But Jason Marcus were in studio, so we caught up with them. And then of course we hear from Brooke Berry, part of our senior spotlight at about five thirty. So there you go. That's your show outlook presented by Brent Wahlberg and the Wahlberg team. Wahlberg team, the official realtors of Grizz Athletics. Any questions you might have in the real estate world around Western Montana give Brent and his team at Windermere Real Estate a call. Nuan is now ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television efforting Riley Bergeson uh, but it sounds like um, I might have put the wrong number on the outline. I was texting with Riley earlier so uh, just give me one sec here. Uh, Riley though, in a very impressive football player. Uh, a key member of Billings West's state, state runner-up the last couple of years, a hard-hitting safety, and then obviously a uh, phenomenally talented kid academically and athletically, else he wouldn't be going to the United States Naval Academy. So, uh, fun to see these kids that are pursuing uh, Division One athletics and uh, a greater good in, in going to the military and serving uh, our country. While we uh, effort Riley, The Senior Spotlight for the fourth summer in a row is presented by Blaine McElmurray and McElmurray Homes for high-quality custom residential construction in Missoula. Call McElmurray Homes, led by Blaine McElmurray. McElmurray Homes has been in business since 2003. McElmurray hires only the best subcontractors and specialized staff. They are committed to offering quality customer service, quality products, and the best prices throughout any project. We have had several senior spotlights. Usually we are doing this like once a week previous years, but we're going to just do a bunch because there's a bunch of great senior athletes around the state of Montana. So that's why we're having multiple today and uh, multiple throughout the week. And it's just a great way to catch up with a bunch of great kids, a bunch of standout athletes and uh, sort of put a bow on this chapter of their athletic careers. And most, uh, most of the time also talk about their upcoming futures as well, on that note, we do go to the Rangage Brothers RV phone line. Our latest senior spotlight subject, Riley Bergeson of Billings West High School. Riley, thanks for joining us, man. How you doing? I'm good.
1: How are you doing?
0: Awesome, and it's great to have you here. Thanks so much for making some time for us. So first and foremost, telling me this, I know some of the high schools around Montana had graduation this last weekend. Was Billings West one of them?
1: yeah um we graduated on sunday so i am officially all done
0: well that's very exciting so what i mean what were the what were the feelings like when you when you're walking across that stage and you realize wow high school's over now on to the next chapter
1: honestly it really hasn't completely resonated with me yet but it's been a pretty bittersweet process i mean um i've always lived in the same area of billings my whole life i've Went to school with the same kids forever. It, it, I've had a great high school experience at West High, and it's it's going to be tough leaving my coaches and friends and teachers and you know peers coming up soon.
0: Well, Billings West was outstanding the last couple years here uh, at the Class AA level, uh, runs to the state title game uh, consecutive seasons. Uh, you're actually uh, the the latest Billings West guy we we've had on the show because we've been doing an interview series also catching up with guys that are going to both Montana and Montana State to play football yourself you're set to go to Navy to play some football But well, we had Max Kimball on the show last week as well but uh, you guys had such a talented group and uh, the, even these last couple of years a lot of guys that are going on to the college level or that have already gone on to the college level so just take us through the run I mean what are some of your best memories of your time there playing Billings or playing football at Billings West and and uh what sort of went into all of you guys having so much success both individually and as a team?
1: Oh gosh, the best memories. There's so many. I mean, we've spent hours and hours and hours together, um, you know, in practices, film, games, weight room, everything. So it's really hard to pick the best memories. Some of the best were um beaten senior four times. You know, I had never lost a senior and They're one of our biggest rivals, so that was fun. Um, And then beating Bozeman twice our junior year, they had beat us the year before, and then they ended up winning state that year, and we were pretty big rivals, and it was a couple of heated games that came down to the wire, but we ended up beating them both times our junior year, so that was, I remember just as a team, that was always a, it was a really great experience for all of us. Um, And then going to your question about how was this? How did this success come about? And it's 100% due to our coaching staff. I mean, Coach Stanton and then my specific coaches, and even the other um, position group coaches, they all are amazing and they know what they're doing. And we've, uh, Coach Dan's really emphasized weight room. So we've spent a lot of time in there with our lifting coach, Mark Johnston, who's awesome. I mean, everyone loves him. And he kicks our butt day in day out so uh, we know we're getting the most out
0: of it. You mentioned the rivalry with senior. this is very interesting actually because you are the grandson of Pat Dolan, the late Pat Dolan who was a <laughs> uh, an outstanding coach, a legendary coach uh, at the high school ranks specifically at Billing Senior. So what was that dynamic like playing for West when uh, I- your granddad was such a huge member in uh, the Billing senior community for so long.
1: Um, well my uh my dad played golf for west high and my other my dad's dad my my grandpa bob he he played basketball for west high so i got those ties too but then obviously my mom and my uncle both played for senior as well as my grandpa coaching but um you know i i lived in west district so that was where i was going and that's where all my Best friends were going, so that was a pretty easy decision. And he he only got to watch me play my um, freshman year. He he didn't ever really see me. He saw me play my first varsity game in the playoffs my freshman year. I was just a second team special team guy, but uh, he got he got to watch me play that. So that was pretty special. And I think he was he was just such an awesome human being. He was one of the, probably the greatest mentor I've ever had in my entire life. And He was so supportive. He didn't care about if I went to senior West, he was just really happy for me that I was, you know, playing football at a high level and loving what I was doing. So he was just a great, great grandpa in that way.
0: Riley Bergeson, a two-time All-State safety for the Billings West Golden Bears, joining us here on Nuanas Now. It's our senior spotlight highlighting some of the best male and female senior athletes from around the state of Montana. And Riley, there's also the, the rivalry with Sentinel as well. And I know you guys fell in the state championship game to Sentinel both of the last two years, but great battles with the Spartans and also you got a cousin, J.J. Dolan, who played for the Spartans as well. So uh, what was that matchup like, just going against your cousin who you spent some time with uh, away from the football field in the past?
1: Yeah, so J.J. and I are super close. We're like brothers. We spent, we spent every summer together growing up and everything, and we still see each other every summer and every holiday and everything. Um, it's gotten harder, you know, with high school sports being more demanding in the summer. We both can't see each other as much as we'd like to, but it was really cool. It was really cool playing against him and seeing him succeed. You know, um, I'm, I still got a bitter taste in my mouth all three times we lost to him. I mean, that first one our junior year um, was tough and then at our, we hadn't ever lost at home. And so losing at home was really, it was frustrating and disappointing, but they were a great team and they they deserved it and everything and um, then this year, when we played them the home, or excuse me, home opener, the away opener, um, we we obviously lost, but it was a tight game and we had chances down the wire. We didn't, as a team, we didn't uh, come together on, so, it was just two frustrating losses back to back but then when we played them again it was in the state championship it was just frustrating because that was not the west high team we were um we just it just wasn't our night and that that happens in all sports and to everyone it happens to teams you know male female i, I don't care what what sport you play uh some days just aren't your day and ours happens in, not be it happened to not be our day on the state uh, championship night, um, which was really really frustrating. And you know, I it, it's it's upsetting looking back. But then I also remember you know all the good things our team did, and you know I, I feel a little better. But back to JJ, um, it's been really fun watching him succeed. You know, growing up we were always competitive, going back and forth, and then seeing him obviously play at a super high level. Um, as a junior, it, it's just been – I've been really proud of him. He's one of my best friends, and it makes me really, really happy to see him succeed.
0: Well, it's very cool. It's its a cool, friendly rivalry you guys did establish there with Sentinel, and uh, both programs in good spots, and I think that they'll both uh, be very successful moving forward as well. Riley Bergeson joining us here on our senior spotlight. It's new on us now, ESPN Radio. And although uh, the high school football season is behind you now – You still have football to be played in the future, Riley. So uh, the Naval Academy, quite a daunting challenge upcoming, but also so cool for the educational opportunities and all the things it's going to set you up for in your life and a a phenomenal football program as well. So take us through when when the Navy first landed on your uh, radar. I'm sure you got interest from schools around the state, around the region, but what, uh, I guess, first of all, when did the Navy first come to the forefront and why was that the ultimate decision to join uh, the Naval Academy?
1: Um, well, I I knew I always knew I wanted to go place or go to a place with high academics where I could get a great degree that could lead me on to have a great future. Um, and so that narrowed the, the pot down a little bit. But I remember my freshman year, my dad and I were watching the Army Navy game in our living room and I looked at him and I like, This is the coolest college football game I have ever watched in my entire life. There's nothing that compares to it and um uh, So that's when it, you know, first went on my board of where I wanted to go for school. And then, you know, as time progressed and I got through high school, I started getting the grades good enough to go to a place like that. But um, it was the Naval Academy, the Air Force Academy, and a couple of the Ivy League schools I was looking at going to. But, um, yeah, so I fell in love with it about my freshman year. And they ended up offering me my um before uh my senior season so it was the middle of school um they they offered me my junior year and uh the first day of summer I took a trip out to Annapolis and I loved it from the minute I stepped on campus I wanted to commit then but my parents wouldn't let me because I had a few more recruiting trips to Yale and Princeton and the Air Force Academy and stuff but um ultimately I convinced him a week later to uh, allow me to commit just because I knew there wasn't another place I wanted to go to. Um, it was so, so amazing. It was an awesome experience. And I mean, I get chills just thinking about how awesome the campus and the history and the coaching staff was. Um, and yeah, then I got to go, uh, as one of my little recruiting trips. I got to go to the Army Navy game. And I mean, <laughs> It was such a great game this year, and just the atmosphere was like—I I knew I made the right decision, and I knew that's where I wanted to be, and that's the game I wanted to play in.
0: Well, how cool is that? What an amazing experience getting to go to Army Navy. So, had you followed that game, had you followed that rivalry growing up?
1: You know, I mean, I'd, I'd always—I'd watch it probably like every other year, sure, by a time, whatever, um, but then my freshman year, my dad and I sat down and he's like, we're going to watch this together just because of, you know, how big a game it is, not only for college football, but our country, and it's just an amazing, amazing game, and it really sold it for me right there. Um, But yeah, being in person and watching, you know, all the, every tradition that happens um, before, during, and after the games, I mean, it was so cool, and it was like, you can't not want to be a part of it. I mean, it was just awesome.
0: Well, you mentioned just the, the campus. What's Annapolis like? I mean, what is, what is like, campus life going to be like for you when you head on over to the academy?
1: Um, it's... For a college campus, it's relatively small. Because um, there's only about 4,500 midshipmen there. So, for a college campus, I mean... And only having 4,500 students, it's it's pretty small. But we live, it's called Bancroft Hall. It's uh, our dorms for four years because we have to live on the dorms on campus. And um, coming in as a fourth-class, we really call it fourth-class freshman or plebes is what we're normally called. Um, we're only allowed to leave campus on Saturdays for a few hours. Um, so we're pretty much stuck on campus for... As long as um, you know, six days out of the week and one day we get off, it's only for a few hours. So, you know, we we gotta love it, gotta call it home. Um, but it was, it's really cool. It's all you know, it's marbled up and beautiful, beautiful stone structures and everything all throughout. And every place you turn, it's like a new piece of history. It's like out of outside of Bancroft Hall, there's cannons that line it. They're I guess from the War of 1812, and I mean, you have the, um, right outside the science building is where the man who discovered the number for what the speed of light is, he discovered that, so there's a big plaque in the memorial for him, and I mean, it, it's just so much has gone down there that everywhere you turn, there's a new interesting fact or piece of history that it was, it was just crazy walking through there. Um, touring campus the couple times I've been out it's it was awesome I mean campus is just beautiful and they got you know our if, if you have time to look it up you should look up where our practice um, fields are they are right on the water where on the harbor where boats are coming in and out and um, recently the Blue Angels just came and gave a little flyby show uh, over the football fields and football
0: facilities so it's just a really really cool spot. So cool. Riley Bergeson Billings West Senior joining us here on our Senior Spotlight presented by McElbury Homes. It's new on us now. You're listening on ESPN Radio. Maybe you're tuning in on the new ESPN Montana app. Riley headed to the Naval Academy to play football and it's a it's a daunting challenge to be sure to get ready for your first fall camp at the Division One level. Also a daunting challenge to get ready to go to a military academy, and you're going to be doing both here uh, in a couple months. So how do you get yourself mentally prepared for it? And I, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure you're ready for it because I don't think you'd be making this decision and going this route unless you were really looking forward to it. Yeah.
1: Um, you know, uh, the best way I've heard it described is you're not going to really understand what it's going to be like till you're there. They say um, athletes, it's... Um, It's a little bit better for athletes just because not only are we physically more prepared than the average person, but also um, the fact that we play team sports and, you know, get yelled at by coaches. We're able to take coaching and stuff. That's what I've heard really helps athletes a lot because what they really try to do is break you down so that you get closer with your peers so that it can focus on the team aspect more of it. And so um, that's just kind of what, we're told is it's it's not going to be a fun summer, um, but what it does is it makes you guys close to the team and able to um, accept direction and instruction from upperclassmen and then, you know, obviously the leaders of our military and whatnot. So um, it, it's definitely going to be, I, I, that's as much as I could say about it just because I'm not going to fully understand till I'm there. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, the only physical thing I'm really preparing for is running. Um, I'm a short distance guy. I, I don't have to run very far. Very, I run fast, but in short distances. And at the Naval Academy, you got to slow it down and run a lot longer distances. So I've uh, I've been running a few miles every day, just trying to prepare for what they have in store.
0: What excites you most about this uh, upcoming life transition and life challenge?
1: Um, you know, I I love the football program and so I'm strapping it on for, you know, I'm I'm representing Montana West High, Billings and then even the Naval Academy and then the big one, the United States of America. I think that's really cool that I'm buying into something bigger than myself I think that's really important Like, I I, I guess I, I just take pride in the fact that you know what I'm doing is is pretty cool and it's a lot bigger than me so I'm really excited to you know get through it all and take it all on head on and you know hopefully make a really good career out of it and have a really positive experience so um You know, I I know it's going to be hard. It's not going to be easy by any means, but I I think I'll grow so much as a person and really find myself and what I want to do for my future while playing the sport I love at a high level with great friends and everything. So, yeah, it's, it's really just everything about the Naval Academy is pretty cool.
0: Well, you have a lot to be proud of. I'm sure your family is just over the moon proud of you. Riley Bergeson, Billings West Senior, headed to the Naval Academy to play football and uh, represent represent the United States of America. Man, what uh, what a great accomplishment for you. Very proud of you. Thank you so much for being here with us. And best of luck between now and uh, officially joining the Navy. But thanks so much for making some time with us here today.
1: Of course. Thank you so much for having me on. I had a great
0: time. There you go, Riley Bergeson, Billings West High School Senior, on the way to the Naval Academy. I'm telling you, man. These kids are impressive. Like, I don't think people get this. Like, to come from a Montana high school and go Division I is a great challenge, period. But then you're talking about the demands, the the discipline, the stringent nature it's going to take to go to the Naval Academy, period, but also to play football. It's amazing. I, I think that it's it's so cool that we have several kids from Montana that are going that route. Jake Randina, who's going to Army, he's out, out of Kalispell Glacier and our latest Senior Spotlight guest, Riley Bergeson, Billings West, on his way to the Naval Academy. Our Senior Spotlight is presented by Blaine McElmurray and McElmurray Holmes. Nuan is now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television, but not today. We got baseball on the tube, but we also got baseball on our airwaves tonight. The Missoula Paddleheads back in town playing the Great Falls Voyagers. We got tickets for you to Saturday night's game. It's uh, Star Wars night down there at... Ogren Park Allegiance Field. So give us a call right now, 406-888-1029. You want a pair of tickets to Saturday's Missoula Paddleheads game? We got them for you. Caller number two, 406-888-1029. And how about this? At Western Cider, it's all about great cider, good times, and community. As the official cider of the Paddleheads, Western Cider has a game day deal that can't be beat. Stop by the tasting room on any home game day Show your game ticket, buy one cider, and get your second cider free. Kick back and enjoy a cheese or charcuterie plate with your cider, then take a quick walk along the California Street Bridge to cheer on the Paddleheads. Western Cider, 501 North California Street, open 4 to 8 Monday through Thursday, and noon until 8 Friday through Sunday. Western Cider and the Missoula Paddleheads, making your summer way more fun. The coaching transition in Missoula feels like there's a ton of them. At the high school level, Tyler Hobbs is going from Missoula Big Sky to Missoula Sentinel. Why? He'll join us next. For all the details, keep it right here. It's Nuanas Now ESPN Radio. If you're ever injured in an accident and you're worried about if a lawyer is going to cost you too much money, the advocates, they will provide help for you. No out-of-pocket costs until your case is settled. You pass the stress of your accident off to the advocates. That helps you focus on getting better To find out how the advocates can help you, you can call them free of charge, 406-640-4444 today. Or you can visit MontanaAdvocates.com. And remember, you deserve an advocate.
2: ESPN Missoula Sports Center.
0: Billings Sr. finally broke through, Frenchtown reascended to the mountaintop, and Florence Carlton kept on dominating the diamond at the state softball tournaments around the Treasure State over the weekend. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. Sr., which finished in second place at the 2019 and 2021 state tournaments, saw Alexis Harris score the first run of the game after a teammate got caught in a rundown on the base path. Harris, a senior, added an RBI single in the sixth inning to help lead the Bronx to a 4-2 win over Billings West in the championship game at Fort Missoula on Saturday afternoon. Vienna Meyer pitched a complete game, striking out 10 West hitters to help senior to their first state title in 2008. Frenchtown dropped its first game of Saturday's action at the Class A tournament in Hamilton, meaning the Bronx needed to win three games to stay alive, including beating Billings Central 7-2 in the first of two state championship games. Behind an astounding pitching performance from Sadie Smith, who threw four complete games over 28 innings and 438 total pitches, Frenchtown became the first team to come through the loser's bracket and win the Class A title since 2011. down 7-4 win over Central in the final game of the tournament gave the program its 12th state title overall. And finally, Forrest Carlton kept pace, outslugging rival St. Ignatius Arlie Charlotte, 14-11 for its second straight Class B.C. State softball crown and 12th overall in the classification that has only been around since 1999. And loving this little shoppy here for you on your radio. Happy Wednesday. Hope you're having a phenomenal week. We'll be headed up to Helena tomorrow, playing in the Grizzly Scholarship Association Golf Tournament up there, and then doing the show live from the Bill Roberts Golf Course. That'll be fun. Got some fun guests lined up for you tomorrow as well. Going to have uh Riley Corcoran, the voice of the Grizz, join us, as will Greg Sundberg, the new Deputy Athletic Director for the University of Montana, who's a longtime head of the GSA. We'll also hear from Levi Taylor, who's an outstanding distance runner at Montana State, who's heading to the uh, NCAA Outdoor Track and Field Championships next week. And we'll continue our Senior Spotlight Series with Odessa Zentz. She is a Helena High product who is on her way to Northern Arizona, and she just had yet again another state championship meet filled with a variety of gold medals. So it should be a fun show live from Helena tomorrow. And then on Friday, we'll be back here, and uh, we got a couple different um, great guests for you. A Bitterroot Valley-heavy show. Ethan Abbott, who's headed to Montana State to play football, will join us. Morris Cron, who's the head coach of the Florence softball team, the recent Class BC champions in softball, will join us as well. And Elisa Beauchart, who is uh, a multiple time state champion out of Big Timber, Montana, just led the Sheep Herders to the Class B Girls State Championship for the second year in a row. She will also join us on Friday. Going down to the Rangers Brothers Army phone line, welcome in our good friend, Tyler Hobbs. He's a longtime coach around these parts, and again, it's a, got a little transition coming up. He was the coach at Big Sky, now he's the coach at Sentinel, leading the girls' basketball programs. What's up, Hobbs? How you doing?
2: Coulter. How you been, man? Good to good to be on your show again. Appreciate you having
0: me. So let's uh, let's talk about this. We were discussing this while we were uh, hitting a little white ball around the other day. But uh, you were the coach at Big Sky here this last season. You guys had a good year for a program that's in the midst of a rebuild. But then this last off season now. You take the uh, the head coaching job at Sentinel. So just take people through this because I think maybe people missed the part where you were at Sentinel coaching under Karen Deedon for uh, several years, so you have a lot of familiarity with the high school. So just take us through kind of the process of, of what led to this change for you.
2: Yeah, yeah. So I was with Karen for uh, three years as her as her JV coach there, and, uh, you know, got to know Karen uh, on a deep level, and, and I've got a – a ton of respect and respect and admiration for her. In fact, you know, I mean, I think we've all, uh, you know, on a local level, you know, kind of done a disservice to to her and her family for uh, for what she's done for for and really her mom, what her mom's done for female sports, um, you know, here at the high school level. Uh, you know, I was amazed when that um, you know when that 50 uh, celebrating 50 years of uh, of women's basketball came out and they highlighted all the top female basketball players that came out of the state, I was amazed that it's only been fifty years since uh since it's been MHSA sanctioned um high school sport um it's kind of unbelievable and, you know as a as a as a father with a daughter uh, I sure am thankful that you know she's gonna grow up having the same opportunities as as uh you know all the boys and and you know all the high school kids uh, get to have so you know that's a that's a that's a super cool thing uh, i think that uh, her and her family deserves that recognition and, and of course the the culture of that program um, that she developed over 21 years um you know put that in perspective i'm i'm 34 uh she must have started i don't know when she was 28 29 30 i mean some of the uh some of the busiest parts of your life that that she uh that she dedicated to that that program and was was very very successful so you know it's a it's a cool deal having the opportunity to get, get to go back. I, I didn't, I didn't think I'd have that opportunity. I didn't think that that would, uh, that would was even in you know the conversation. Um, and so you know, it's 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 not fun uh, making those decisions sometimes because you know that you know there's going to be some people that are upset and you know, those kids are big sky. You know, I I I love those those kids. I had a great time working with them. Um, I know coaching changes are difficult. Uh, it's hard on hard on the kids' um, it's, it's not the most pleasant thing to go through but um, you know I'll always I'll always root for them I, I think it's good for, for Miss, Missoula as a whole to you know, have three super competitive teams um, I know that uh, the, the big Sky's is going to be in good hands with those kids because they're a great bunch of kids.
0: Well you probably have some familiarity too being that you did coach the JV there at settle for several years there's probably still uh, a few if not quite a few. Of the athletes that, that you previously coached, now still part of the, of the Sentinel basketball program.
2: Yeah, most of those uh, most of those girls that are uh, getting some varsity minutes now, I had a chance to coach uh, when they were on the JV level. Uh, some of them, some of them skipped me. You know, Liv Hunsinger, uh just just skipped right on past the the JV level. So <laughs> right. I didn't, I, I didn't get a chance to I didn't get a chance to coach her, but most of those kids, I got you know some sort of opportunity with. You know, whether it was uh, a few games, part of a season, or a whole season. Um, and so, you know, I've, I've watched these these girls develop, you know, basically since they walked in the doors as freshmen.
0: Tyler Hobbs joining us. The new Missoula Sentinel girls basketball coach was that Big Sky this previous year. And uh, what do you think of this program now that you take over? Because, like you said, Karen Deans, such great uh, success there. And then just one year under Sarah Pfeiffer, and uh so now i guess how does tyler hobbs make the program his or i guess what do you think of the program that you inherited and then uh what what will you do the same what will you do differently
2: well uh i think what, what you do differently is uh determined on you know the the kids that you have and their personalities you know one of the big parts of coaching and and uh you know leading young people is getting to know who they are and what makes them tick and what motivates them and um, you know, on an individual basis and as a team basis. So I think that's changing, you know, year in and year out. Um, you know, I'll, I'll continue along the path of I'm pretty convicted in my uh, uh, philosophies and um, you know my organization and in seeing the seeing the big picture as a from a program standpoint overall. Um, obviously, it's. Uh, it's super important to get the those you know younger level kids you know getting good numbers in your your freshman sophomore classes and, and getting those teams you know dialed into you know what you're doing from a schematic standpoint um, so that when they do make that jump to you know the JV varsity level that they've got a foundation of what the program is all about and it's not a total uh, learning learning curve you know relearning a, a whole new system um, coming in so. You know, I think that's an that's an important aspect of it. And then having great, uh, you know, great coaches and and, and people around you um, to support and you know play those different roles that it uh, requires to to run a high level, you know, program. And um, you know, I think we've got we've got some some really good people around around that program. I'm I'm thrilled to see uh, my good buddy Craig Metler getting to the administration. I know he's been trying to do that for. For a couple of years, because he's a, uh, I'm gonna, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say that he's he's going to be one of the best things that ever happened to Central High School because he's a he's an unbelievable man, he's an unbelievable human being, unbelievable leader of uh, of young people, um, and you've seen what he's done with that track program in that uh, I think it's been six years I think he's brought home a trophy every year uh, with one of the one of the programs um, that he's been the head track and field coach. So uh, I'm I'm super excited to. Uh, you know, get to work with uh, with my buddy Craig that we we uh, we played a little college football together down there at the D line. He's a couple years older than me, and um, guess he was, he was even mentoring me uh, when I was a little young buck freshman coming into the Montana Grizzlies and trying to figure out how to squeeze my body through two 300-pound men to try and tackle the football. You know, that's not an easy task. But uh, old Craig taught me the ropes. <laughs>
0: Well, I gotta love it. It's very fun seeing uh, the success that both you guys have had. Ty Hobbs joining us here on Nuanas Now ESPN Radio. He's the new head coach for the Missoula Sentinel girls basketball team, former, formerly a Big Sky. Uh, so take us through this last year, Big Sky, though, because we had you on earlier in the year. after you'd had a couple big wins and, and wins were hard to come by in any form or fashion, at Big Sky in the last handful of years. And uh, you ended up finishing off the year with, with six victories and you were competitive throughout the year. So, Oh, what do you think of the prospects of Big Sky moving forward? And uh, you're probably pretty proud of the, of the uh, at least the initial taste of success that that group had this last year. Yeah, I
2: mean, there's no doubt about it. They did an unbelievable job for that uh, that group of kids coming in. They're all all pretty young, with a couple of seniors, junior mixed in. Um, but even the even the upperclassmen, aside from you know Avery Bat, you know last year didn't have a whole lot of uh, varsity experience. So all in all, very you know, young green team. Um, and they did an o- a unbelievable job. I mean, they've got a, they've got a good group of kids there. That's, uh, you know, they, they work hard They're They've got a coachable spirit. Um, you know, they, they're, they're friends. They, they've got pretty good chemistry. Um, obviously Cadence Couture is a, a special athlete. Um, you know, she'll, she'll continue to get better and better and better as, as her, uh, career progresses. So, you know, it was, again, it was never, uh, it was never something that was like in the in the master plan. Um, although I was I was at Sentinel previously, um, you know, I didn't think there was you know that, that opportunity had come and gone, and um, you know, so it's it was it was it was a fun, it was a fun year, and I, I think we I think we made some some progress. I think we made a lot of progress, and a lot of that a lot of that credit goes to the you know goes to the kids for for buying in, and and uh, you know, I think that'll. 'll just bring boredom to, to more success in the future and again I think it'd be great to have uh, it's gonna be great to have three super competitive teams in in this city you know that's the that's the the end goal right is to um, obviously we whoever whatever school we're affiliated with we want to we want to be you know holding the big trophy but as a from a state standpoint you know we want Missoula you know our three high schools to be you know ultra competitive around the state and wouldn't that'd be fun to end up with uh, Missoula versus Missoula at some point in the in the state chipper.
0: Well, there's going to be so much new uh, on the horizon for Missoula hoops because pretty much all the head coaches for the varsity programs are going to be newest, especially on the girls' side. So uh, that's the last question for you. What do you think of that element? Because there's going to be new coaches at Hellgate, new coaches at Sentinel, new coach at Big Sky on the girls' side, and a lot of new coaches just in general in high school hoops here in the Garden City.
2: Well, the good news is I think there's a lot of good coaches that are coming that are coming in that are uh, that are going to be great leaders for these programs, and uh, I don't know. I guess we'll I guess we'll find out who can put all the pieces together and motivate their team to uh, come out victorious. Time will tell.
0: <laughs> Time will tell. Well, I, I appreciate you and all these other new coaches and all these other old coaches as well for all your dedication to high school sports. It's a really good part of this community. Ty Hobbs, new Missoula Sentinel coach, joining us here on New now. Thanks for being here, man. We'll talk to you soon.
2: Hey, thanks, Coulter. Let's uh, let's work on our golf game a little bit, so we can hit the links and shoot the breeze about uh, some high school hoops here.
0: Can't wait, man. We'll talk to you soon. Ty Hobbs joining us here on is now. Uh, you know, sometimes we just like to to clear the air. Cause I think a lot of people are wondering. You know, what's the what's the scoop here? And uh, that's the scoop. Uh, a lot of familiarity with the Sentinel program for Ty Hobbs and a job that he wanted when Karen Dean retired, and now a job that he has a year later. And uh, Missoula Big Sky, they are going to be in uh, good hands too. They're going to be just fine. They have hired Travis Williams as their new head coach uh, on the girls' side, and uh, Travis Williams has a lot of success. Has an impressive resume. He was he's a Three Forks native. He's an All-American basketball player at Carroll College, and then he's been uh, coaching a variety of different roles. He coached under Steve Keller for the Montana Western men's team. Uh, In 2009, 2010, 2010, 2011, Steve Keller, one of the great coaches in Montana, period. Steve Keller had unbelievable success coaching boys and girls basketball at Helena High, and then has been at Montana Western, building that into a national powerhouse at the NAIA level there in Dillon. Then Williams went from uh, Montana Western to get his first head coaching job, Douglas, Wyoming, uh, where he led... Uh, the squad to the state tournament back-to-back years. He went 49 and 30, or excuse me, 42 and 39 over three seasons. And then Williams took over at Wenatchee High School in Wenatchee, Washington, where he's been for the last seven years, an 87 and 58 record overall, including a 64 and 32 record in conference. They made the regional round of the state tournament three times. He was the columbia Basin Big Nine Coach of the Year in 2016, and uh, really known for his defensive prowess. So, uh, Travis Williams, a welcome addition to the coaching ranks here in the Garden City. We'll probably effort Coach Williams to be on the show here sometime in the near future. Uh, but a lot of movement in the coaching world. Uh, but all is good. And I think that uh, that's what we kind of wanted to do here was just uh, clear the air for, for Coach Hobbs. And uh, also just talk about some of these new additions to the, the basketball ranks. Some familiar, some unfamiliar. But all of them, at least initially, seem to be pretty darn solid. It's Nuana's Now ESPN Radio. SWX Montana Television. History is important. We'll continue learning about historical sports figures, and we'll give you some free wings. of Wednesday, Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. We're going to give you a dozen hot wings from the Despo right after this. Keep it here. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio.
1: do is now on ESPN radio
2: their eyes the money they own. Jersey, Ontario, play the Same uh, uh, story again
0: What are you doing on Labor Day weekend? I know Memorial Day weekend is finished, but... Uh, and like I always say, wishing time away. It's not something that we should ever do. But I am very excited We head on over to the Gorge. The Gorge in George Washington to watch Dave Matthews Band. The Return, finally. is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Thanks so much for hanging out with us here on your Wednesday. It's a Wednesday, so that means it's a Wing It Wednesday. How about this? We got wings and we got baseball tickets. You want a dozen wings to the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill and a pair of tickets to Saturday's Missoula Paddleheads game against the Great Falls Voyagers. It's Star Wars night down there at Ogren Park Allegiance Field. Double dip it. Caller number 3, 406-888-1029. That's 888 888- One zero two nine, Call number three. We got 12 wings to the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill voted by you, the wing-eating public, as it were, as the best wings in the city of Missoula. We also got two tickets to the Missoula Paddleheads game Saturday night. Call us right now, 406-888-1029. Call number three. You are the winner of Wing It Wednesday. We've been liking to give you some history lessons, and for those – watching on the ESPN Montana app, you can see my super cool book. It's The 100 Greatest Sports Heroes, but this book came out in 1954, so it's mostly from the first half of the 20th century. So very fun and very cool to learn and relearn or maybe even learn for the first time about some of these memorable sports figures. I always like to remind and emphasize that history is important. Uh, Learning the The great history and the not-so-great history of those who came before us, especially just of the last couple generations. It's very important as we try to progress as a society, but it's also important to remember those that came before us, trailblazers in the sporting realm uh, or otherwise, uh, societally and uh, all the way around. So uh, it's been fun going through this book. Our latest subject, the nearsighted giant. George Mikan When the historians of sport sat down to select the greatest basketball player of the first 50 years of this century the vote with hardly a dissent went to a good-natured giant who had for over a decade been turned topsy-turvy all the records established since the beginning of the game the name of this paragon was George Mikan 6 foot 10 in height 250 pounds in weight who had since his first ponderous efforts to toss a ball through a hoop at DePaul University got on to cut a wide swath in professional basketball as Babe Ruth had in baseball. I read that opening passage because I just find it so interesting. I do think that there's a uh, a tremendous reverence that's attached to baseball players of the first half of the 20th century because baseball was the dominant sport during that time. And when you think of guys like Babe Ruth, you still think of him as an all-time great. And I think that when you think of professional basketball, when you think back, to the Minneapolis Lakers teams of the 40s and 50s, that George Mikan was the star. For I think people think, ah, well, you know, time and place. That guy was big or whatever, but there's no way he could hang. I don't really know what the answer is. The NBA wasn't consumable really uh, until the 70s, and and probably even more realistically the early 80s. There was it was sort of a fringe sport. It became even more of a fringe sport, really, in the 60s and 70s. Unfortunately, college basketball was so much more popular. So it's hard to really tell. But I do think that when I'm thinking about comparing and contrasting players and legacies and stuff like that, it's almost impossible to extrapolate, well, could this guy play now or what if this guy went back then and played? I think you got to just compare them to the other people in their era. How dominant were they in the time and place that they played? And you know, George George Mikan was undeniably dominant uh, as that just read. He was in the rare era of Babe Ruth when this book came out in uh, in 1954. So I don't know. I, I find it I find it super interesting because I I do think that uh, especially among the younger sports fan generation, there's sort of this notion that. Everything that's now is the greatest, and while I do think that there's been so much progress made in just schematics and stuff like that, and you know conditioning and opportunity and the money and all and all that stuff, I still think that the the heart of a competitor is is hard to to uh, to overstate. I think that there's a lot of guys from the the old school, the the previous eras that. If you put them into today's game right now, I think that their competitiveness could help them hang. And if you were to give them, like if you were to fast forward Wilt Chamberlain from 1964 to now, and you gave him a five-year span to go play, first of all, I think the Big Dipper could absolutely play in the modern NBA, no question. I think he would be a, a really good, if not phenomenally good player. But if you also gave him the modern advantages of flying on charter flights and making millions of dollars so he has the, resources to have a personal chef and a massage therapist and a hyperbaric chamber in his house and whatever you want to give him, then I think that Wilt Chamberlain's natural gifts plus his natural competitiveness, they're taking him to the stratosphere. Bill Russell? Like, are you kidding me? You give Bill Russell a modern-day training regimen? Uh, he's absolutely going to be one of the best players in the NBA still, I, th- I I think. But It is sort of funny to think about. Uh, Andrew, where are you on this? Because um, I, I do think that baseball we sort of give a uh, a, not a pass to, but the legends of baseball still, people still talk about whether it's Babe Ruth or Lou Gehrig or Ty Cobb or or Willie Mays and Mickey Mantle, all these guys they still think, well, those guys are still all-time greats. The numbers stand up. That's part of it. But like, for example, where's George what's George Mikan doing in, in the NBA now? And I'm not talking if you took 1947 George Mikan and dropped him into the NBA finals tomorrow. I'm talking if you just put George Mikan in the NBA, and he was in the NBA for a couple years, and he had the modern advantages. George Mikan isn't really a great example because he, he was like 6'9", right? 6'10", six, six, 250 is what they listed him at,
3: Right, and he couldn't really uh, he couldn't jump that high. I think that's just a fact about George Michael. Like, I think he would be like Tyler Hansborough maybe. Like, I don't know. He's tough to project, but when we're talking about this topic in general, it's not really one that I like to get into all that much because when people say like, Oh, Bill Russell couldn't play in the NBA's today. Or the, the big one for baseball is like, Oh, Babe Ruth would look like a fool against any modern pitcher, right? Right. Well, you're really making two arguments. The, the first argument that you're making is the quality of competition has improved over time. For sure. Today's players are, on average, much better than the players of years and years ago. And that sure. argument is uh, true... And it's so obviously true that it doesn't really need to be argued. I mean, you see it in in track times. I mean, you just see it in the figures and and physiques and speed and strength of the people who are playing these games. That's not really an argument that's worth arguing over. But then to make this point, people will say something like, "Uh, Babe Ruth couldn't hit name a pitcher from today. Babe Ruth couldn't – Adam Adovino said this. He said Babe Ruth would look like a fool if you tried to hit against me. You know, Adam out of, you know, decent reliever, Yankees, Rockies, whatever. Yeah. That's an argument that is not provable. Right. Uh, and it just makes people like me mad because I think that, you know, I mean, if you drop Babe Ruth in against that, if you teleported him here to the future, gave him a bat and said, hey, babe, go hit this guy, well, yeah, he'd struggle. He'd also probably have a heart attack when he saw the Jumbotron <laughs> in center
0: field, you know? Right. Right, uh, that, that's that's my whole deal. Is absolutely if you transported a guy from a hundred years ago and just threw him in a major league baseball game right now, absolutely they'd fail. You put Bill Russell in the NBA finals tomorrow, he's getting sliced and diced on the high pick and roll to death. Because well, and, he wouldn't know what he wouldn't know what to do. But if you gave him a year or two to study, he's going to study to his point to the point where he could
3: be absolutely elite. I think. And it works the other way. I mean, if you drop Steph Curry back into the 1950s, he'd be the greatest. Thing on earth, you know? I mean, or, I mean,
0: or Like peak Miami LeBron? Right, in, right, like exactly. The 1960s, That's a better example. Like, good God, it would be like a massacre. It is... It, I, I I hear this all the time because people are... One of, the, one of the favorite guys to dog from the modern generation is Larry Bird. Because Larry Bird can't jump over a notebook. Larry Bird is... Would be... I think... I mean, is this too much to say? I think Larry Bird would objectively be the least athletic person in the NBA right now. But... But Larry Bird has Luka Doncic-level spatial awareness, and he's a way better shooter than that, and he's also one of the dirtiest dogs that ever lived. Like, he's going to just—his mentality— if you give him an uh, 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 ability to get in the flow of action, he's going to just destroy you after he gets comfortable.
3: Yeah, I love that point about the competitiveness, too. This is another reason why Ruth is kind of a bad example. Because if you teleported right. Babe Ruth to the 21st century and he realized that, like, he had hot dogs delivered to him at his house, you know, it's right. it just like, what motivation would he have? But, like, somebody like Ted Williams, right, if you tra- transported him, right, he's at driveline getting his Biomechanics analyzed. This the guy who said he wanted to be the greatest hitter who ever lived. I mean,
0: I mean Ted, Ted Williams went to war for five years, didn't play baseball, fighter and, ace, and came back and hit 387 his first year back in the bigs. Like that, th- those are the type of guys I think are the greatest examples. Like the the Ted Williams, the Ty Cobb's of the world. Like Ty Cobb hit 380 for like 20 years straight. If you gave him modern technology and scouting and stuff like that, good nutrition. And again, these guys were riding around in like, you know, like the original cars. These guys are not even coming close to flying on planes, let alone commercial fly. I mean, they're doing trains, man. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. They're riding on trains. Like Wilt Chamberlain sitting coach with his, with his knees up around his ears on a plane where everybody's smoking cigarettes, You give him a charter play and his performance improves exponentially. I don't know. I think that the argument is valid that most guys from the past couldn't hang with almost any guy in the future or the present. But I do think the special guys, the transcendent guys, especially guys that got by with not just talent but also mentality, I think you put those guys in the modern era and give them an acclimation time, an incubation time, I think that they could rip it up. Nuwana's Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. I wanted to get through a few more, but we won't have time today. But we have some good ones coming up, including Bronco Nagurski and Annie Oakley. I'm very excited to get to those ones as well as your history lesson for the week. Thanks to the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill, wing it Wednesday. And uh, congratulations to our winner for both Wings and Paddleheads tickets. Hour one in the books, hour two coming at you. How about some Grizz football? A couple outstanding linebackers, Jace Lewis, Marcus Wellnell. We're in studio earlier. We'll get the scoop on all things Grizz. Right after this, keep it right here. No one is now ESPN Radio. The Advocates can help you if you've been injured in an automobile, motorcycle, pedestrian, or even a dog bite accident. For additional information on other types of cases that the Advocates handle, you can always visit MontanaAdvocates.com. You can chat with an experienced attorney with no upfront out-of-pocket expense. Visit online or call 406 640 today, or you can visit MontanaAdvocates.com. And remember, you deserve an advocate. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear